0: You're about to listen to a We Are LA Tech remix episode, where we present to you a curated selection of impactful clips from previous episodes that you may have missed. And be sure to follow the links in the show notes to listen to the full episodes.
1: I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech.
0: My name is Espri Devora, born and raised L.A., and I created We Are L.A. Tech in 2012 to unify the community. Podcast launched in 2014. Continuing to help people find the best talent to connect with each other, to form awesome relationships.
2: So proud of this show. Enjoy. Hi, everybody. My name is Annie Burford. I am the director of events for Dot L.A. We are digital media company that provides news on the vibrant tech startup ecosystem here in Los Angeles. I am based in Santa Monica. I mean, the community was definitely ready for us. We've been welcomed with open arms. You know, people are just so excited to work with us and share their stories. What's the vision for LA? The vision is, you know, provide a voice for the tech ecosystem in Los Angeles And eventually around the country, you know, dot Houston, dot Austin, dot San Francisco. So it's starting with all of the innovation and stories going on here in Los Angeles and then expanding nationally. What
0: attracted you to want to be a part of dot LA?
2: So I was actually introduced to dot LA through one of their investors. And so I didn't know anything about it. I, you know, never really imagined working for a startup, but one of their investors who I used to work with at an investment bank uh, came to me and said, hey, you know, there's this position that's open and you immediately came to mind with your background and your understanding of tech. You know, they have a phenomenal founder. You know, I've been talking to their CEO and uh, I'd love to introduce you. So the recommendation came from somebody who I trust tremendously and who's almost a mentor to me. So it was almost like a matchmaking is how I landed here. And the more I learned about the company, the makeup, personality of the company, I just really fell in love with the brand.
0: I think the culture of LA Tech and what we have going on in the city, especially like post-pandemic, I feel like LA is going to be popping off again like it was before, and it's going to be on a whole other level. And I think .LA continuing to capture the culture and the news in our city is so vital. Annie, what do you think about like where we should position .LA in our daily lives?
2: Sure. So .LA is really the pulse of what is going on in the startup ecosystem in a great way to connect with .LA is to sign up for our daily newsletter. It comes out every day around five o'clock. And, you know, there's the top five stories, bullet points, what's going on, headlining story. If you hear breaking news, if you wanna go somewhere for breaking news or you wanna break news to go to .LA. We also host weekly events, virtual roundtables, strategy sessions. So it's all things tech community, startup community. It is, you know, what's going on, Who's doing it, connecting through events, and learning, you know, educating yourself through our very intelligent editorial team, you know, what is happening.
3: Hi, this is Rob Ryan, founder of Growth Hacks, building bridges between Latin America and Los Angeles, coming to you live from Koreatown. But I would say to your, to your more specific level of the question, there are some that are doing amazing work, right? So there's an accelerator program that is in partnership with a city called Grid 110,
0: um, mm, yes, which, Mickey, we, love her.
3: Right, Mickey, yeah, Mickey Reynolds and and the team, Austin Clements, who's now broken off, and I'll mention him in a second because he's also doing something else that I think is really cool for the, the broader brown and black community. Um, but yeah, like what Mickey and did in partnership with the city, to have the city even focus on that is huge, and it's really important. There are other, I have some friends that are in the food industry that are really involved with the Latino kind of collaborative associations around both the food manufacturing and food distribution and, and retail, as well as restaurants. And that's a huge, like literally almost a billion dollar industry, I think, just here in California. So there's that. But the real answer, sadly, still is there aren't enough programs. You know, it's funny. And you've been around long enough to know. I've been around long enough to know, right? We, it used to just be LA, it was a Hollywood industry city. And 40 years before that, it was like a defense industry and Hollywood industry. And then it, it was becoming a tech industry thing. And then we tried to force it by calling it Silicon beach and making up marketing names and stuff. Oh and, and then it just kind of became We've been in
0: this pandemic for so right? long. Right. And I forgot and it, like Silicon beach existed. <laughs>
3: right cuz that, wow, that was a thing that was a thing and people probably thing. still
0: use it yeah
3: but now and that's i always point to it like why i'm so enthusiastic about it going forward is now it's a thing that doesn't need to be like poorly marketed like now it's just a thing like now it's just a realization mm-hmm. that this is a this is the global metropolis that is on par with Shanghai and Tokyo and Rome and London and Paris and Barcelona in a way that is unique, like New York, right? I mean, it's kind of the two anchor global cities totally. of the 21st century.
0: What can we do to create stronger resources here?
3: Yeah, we've, we've, we've got to double down and focus on, and it's funny, right? Here, And I say this, here's the old white guy saying this, right? Two white people on this podcast talking about what we should do, but but I would rather have us talking about it than hiding from it. And frankly, again, I embrace it. Like all of our business is built on the future. I'm betting on this world that is going to be the more diverse world, the more I actually grew up with world. that
0: uh, heavy Latin culture.
3: See, so this most is awesome.
0: people don't don't know no, that. That's all, and yeah, I love
3: but, that you yeah. understand it, right? So so to me, we have to a couple things have to happen. And the good news is they're happening. So we, the system, the infrastructure has to empower and enable and support and invest in right? The, our money, the next generation of entrepreneurs and entrepreneurial economy builders. And there are some incredible ones. Mickey uh, at Reynolds at Grid 110 is a leader that has an influence that supersedes Grid 110. Austin Clements, who was one of the partners, founding partners at Grid 110, has you know splintered off and started a Grid 110 program in South LA last year, two years ago, I think, right before the pandemic. And that program will survive. But now Austin has broken off again with some of his partners from the Slauson area And they're building up the first African-American focused um, VC fund, right? Mm. And then on our podcast, yes, we do a podcast called Mentors Today as part of Growth Packs in our universe in LATAM. Mm -hmm. We interviewed one of the guys who you should interview and anybody in LA tech over the next 20 years needs to know, which is Taj Eldridge. And Taj has been most recently the director, one of the directors at the LA Clean Tech Incubator which mm-hmm. is in a world-class clean tech program. There really L-A-C-I, yeah. There is, yeah, there really isn't one, in case anybody doesn't know that, there really isn't one that's equivalent to that outside of here, which is incredible. But now Taj is about to raise what will be the largest fund in the U.S. run by a African-American general partner.
0: That's so right? cool. and,
3: and Taj is going to do two things with it, not to tell his story for him, but he's going to split that money, half, $125 million, to invest in underrepresented founders, women, brown, black, disadvantaged communities here in LA and in other urban areas, then he's going to take the other $125 million and they're going to dedicate it into a fund of funds to invest in new emerging underrepresented fund managers who want to start their own funds and become their own investors in their community. Hi, this is John
1: Ferrara, CEO of Nimble creator relationship management systems for individuals and teams looking to scale relationships that help them achieve their dreams. We're based in Santa Monica. Well, actually Nimble's history goes back almost 30 or more years because I've been a tech entrepreneur in Southern California since 1989 when I founded Goldmine, which was Outlook and Salesforce before either existed. We started that company in Canoga Park on $5,000, never took a dime of venture, no bank loans, grew it to over $100 million a year in revenue, sold it for cash in 1999. 10 years later, I retired for 10 years, raised three babies, and in the process of uh, getting them all out of the house into school, I started to use social media and I immediately saw it was good, how it's going to change the way we work, play, buy and sell. This was like 2010 or so. And I started looking for a relationship manager that tied my social conversations to a contact platform because I know you can't just have conversations in the social platforms or even in like a TweetDeck or Hootsuite, need to tie it back to the people that you're conversing with. And I couldn't find anything. And then I started looking at the contact platforms that we use, like G Suite, and saw they weren't even good contact managers, let alone social. And then I started looking at CRM, saw they weren't even about relationships. They are about command and control and reporting. And the reason they called Salesforce, you have to force salespeople to use it. Nobody likes their CRM. And honestly, a CRM should be more than just for salespeople. It should be for the whole company because a company can collectively engages with the constituency around the business, in both pre and post sales and in other things like PR and influencer marketing. So I got back in the saddle and I basically built Nimble and we pioneered social selling and social CRM as at first a layer on top of G Suite. And then most recently, because of our integrations with Microsoft, they signed a global reseller agreement with us. And we are now the simple CRM for Microsoft 365. They are actually paying their distributors to push Nimble through their global resellers, because our third-party solution helps uh, sell their first-party solutions.
0: Why LA? I mean, especially 10 years and before, like in the eighties, like there was pretty much only Silicon Valley. LA wasn't really even on the map as far as I know, like what I've heard around the block. So why did you choose LA even that early on? I mean, you would know better than me, but I think like the LA tech ecosystem really got popping in like about what, 2008, 2009? Is that right? Well, or do you know a history actually, of L.A. I, I that know, I'm not aware I, of? Yeah, I know
1: a history of L.A. you're not aware of. So first off, L.A. was the tech hub, starting with Howard Hughes. I mean, essentially, Howard Hughes building his originally his airplanes and then uh, his satellites and his missiles and helicopters, really fostered an LA tech scene that then he, uh, people from Hughes left to start Lytton and TRW and other tech companies. And I actually started at Hughes in my first job. Oh, wow. Um, but back in the day, uh, it was more than uh, that. There's a lot of software companies down here. So a company called Ashton Tate was down here. They were DBASE back in the day uh, Clipper was out here so there was a lot of different uh, LA tech companies that were down here but I'll tell you why I like being out of Silicon Valley. If you've got a massive amount of tech companies fighting for talent mm-hmm. then you're gonna pay through the nose for rental space you're gonna pay through you're gonna basically overpay for people. I've always loved the access to amazing talent that you have here in Southern California. I mean, you've got great schools like UCLA and USC and Lola Marymount, not to mention all the great state schools that are out here. Mm-hmm. And so the access to talent is tremendous. Mm-hmm. L.A. is a great place to start a company and run a company.